The internet has transformed how we shop, bank, book travel, and play music. It has also introduced a new playground for criminals looking to steal your personal information. Phishing, with a PH, is one way that cyber criminals try to trick you into sharing your valuable information. And it works. More than 90% of information breaches are attributed to phishing. It's Tuesday, November 7th, and this is OHSU Week. I'm Patrick Holmes. Recently, Melissa Flitch spoke with Joe Voya and Barrett Adams about phishing and what we can do to protect ourselves at OHSU and at home. To start, why don't you introduce yourselves and describe your roles here at OHSU? Uh, my name's Joe Voya. I'm the Chief Information Security Officer here at OHSU. I'm Barrett Adams. I'm the Manager of uh, Security Operations in ITG at OHSU. And Barrett, what does uh, security operations do? We are the day-to-day monitoring of activity at OHSU to identify security events and uh, mitigate those before they cause uh, an issue at OHSU. So between Equifax and the crack Wi-Fi vulnerability, information privacy and security has been a top story in the news lately. But it's not really a new one, is it, Joe? Yeah, the problem um, is is really systemic within information security for, for most organizations. Typically, they're underinvested and uh, the proper emphasis is not put on it. And many organizations don't understand the, the real risk of operating an online presence. So when you see uh, groups like uh, Equifax uh, and uh, some of the security engineering that went into some of these protocols around uh, the crack Wi-Fi vulnerability, it, it really is um, shortage of resources um, and commitment by organizations to actually secure their environments. It's really difficult. There's only one, uh, they only need one way in, but uh, there's a million. Um, if you look at all of the devices we have on our network, we have to secure all of those 100% in order to be secure. Um, and it's, it's really a daunting task. So what does account compromise mean and how do accounts become compromised? So account compromises, I mean, an attacker has obtained the identification authentication methods of a networked computer account. So most often, the attacker has a username and password of the account, but it could include uh, obtaining an ID badge or biometric data to identify that user. Accounts uh, most often get compromised due to phishing attacks when an attacker tricks a user giving out their username and password in many methods. But this can also occur uh, when attackers are listening in to an unsecured wireless network, such as like Starbucks or your airport, and, and that user logs into one of their secure accounts. Uh, they can also occur when a user writes down their username and password and loses that or loses their badge. You mentioned phishing, Barrett. Could one of you explain what phishing is and how it's different from like spamming? Yeah, one of the uh, fun things I think about cybersecurity is we have no shortage of, of great terms. Phishing here, we spell with a PH instead of an F, is really when someone is targeting uh, a population, trying to steal their credentials back to kind of what uh, Barrett had talked about previously. And spamming uh, actually comes from the canned spam term, and it's really just a blast of email. Usually, um, we see this a lot with marketing where people will just send out, they don't care what the population is, it's cheap to send email out, they'll just send it. Uh, in, in a big blast. 
Um, a couple of distinctions, though, on the phishing side is that we also have a couple other terms that we use that are uh, more specific. One is vishing with a V, and that is where uh, the same type of attack where they're trying to steal your credentials comes in over a phone call. And then the other one is whaling, which is targeting our executives, uh, trying to steal their credentials and compromise their email accounts. And then the very last one is spear phishing, where we're targeting just an individual Typically, the way that's done is they'll go through your social media uh, accounts, get enough information about you to make the, the communication look legitimate and um, like they know you or, or that they know enough about you that you they built that trust. So do OHSU email accounts get compromised, and how does that most commonly happen? OHSU accounts uh, get compromised at least once a day, and uh, we find that happens mostly through phishing links. And why is clicking on a malicious link or opening a malicious attachment in a phishing email so dangerous? So if someone gains uh, your credentials, the question is uh, what can they do with them and what will they do with them? Uh, Most often we see the symptom of sending spam by uh, logging into your email account and trying to gain credentials from other users. So, for example, if your email account would get compromised, they could use your account to phish credentials from other OHSU employees, seeking an inside email as being more trustworthy. But what else do you have access at OHSU? If uh, you have someone's username and password, could they gain access to your Epic Epic account and see patient records? They could also attack you personally. We've had uh, situations here where a compromised account has led to an attacker changing the direct deposit destination of your paycheck, and that only has to work once to pay off. And they can also access your W-2 through AIS, and they could fill out a fixed tax return. Or they could use your account to steal from our customers. We see uh, a couple examples, uh, McEwen University and Southern Oregon University, where a vendor had their account compromised through a phishing attack, and they used that compromised account to steal from Southern Oregon University and McEwen University. So in those cases, the university was a customer of that vendor, and they contacted the university to pay them existing POs. Does OHSU see similar phishing attempts to what you just described at those other universities? Yes, yeah, so, uh, OHSU did experience a similar attack where a real vendor had real PO information and was asking for payment, although they tried to do it through a changed bank account. And we had an aware accounts payable manager who spotted the attack and no money was sent. Uh, So the Accounts Payable Manager received the Golden Rose Award for her actions, which saved OHSU over $160,000. In the other two cases, McEwen University and Southern Oregon University, they paid out over a million dollars to the attacker, money that they cannot retrieve. Typically, we don't refer to this as phishing. Um, That's the mechanism that it it is, but uh, the FBI refers to them as business email compromise. Um, and usually it leverages the, the CEO-CFO relationship where the CEO will also say, hey, I just paid for something out of my personal account. I need reimbursement. And then the CFO will then send it off to an account you know, determined by the hacker. Um, and it's, we really need to have our folks aware of this because it's growing. It's such an easy because it, it really relies on very little technical skill. It's mostly a a social manipulation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting point, Joe. It is really targeting people and not so much a technology. Right. 
So what are some of the top signs of a phishing email? What should people be looking out for? Uh, the first I would be, were you expecting the email? Is it unsolicited? Uh, does the email subject make sense from who sent the email? So are they asking for banking information, but the person works on the Hill in a nursing unit? Uh, does the email contain poor grammar or misspelled words? After hovering over an embedded link, does the link URL match the description of where the site is? And does the embedded link ask you for personal information? What makes combating phishing so difficult? Phishing is difficult to stop because the attackers use a non-technical method to gain a user's trust, and every user is different. Also, the attackers continuously change their methods and their messages in new ways to try to gain the user's trust. So what is OHSU doing to help our community learn how to identify phishing attempts? Currently, we have a very good awareness campaign just through our regular posts on compromised accounts and how to prevent yours from being com be becoming compromised. But in the near future, we are going to create additional training where we'll test the users with a product called FishMe. What will happen is, in a we call these controlled phishing campaigns. What will happen is uh, OHSU, our, our security group, will send out a, a phishing email that has all of the typical things that we want you to look out for and test your ability to be resistant to it. Um, if you happen to click on it, then you'll be directed towards some training, and that will help you understand possible pitfalls that you could be presented with in, in, a, in a real phishing. Um, and it's not meant to frustrate you or or consume uh, you know, precious moments in your day, what it really is is to help you uh, harden your ability uh, in this area, uh, personally and professionally, because you could suffer this loss at home just as easily as you could do it here at work, and so this is our opportunity to help you be resistant to that. Also, OHSU is starting the process of requiring multi-factor authentication to your uh, OHSU accounts from off the secure OHSU network. So our method will primarily be a prompt sent to your cell phone. Uh, by implementing multi-factor authentication, it is almost impossible for an attacker to access a compromised OHSU account. And Barrett or Joe, could one of you talk a little bit about multi-factor authentication and really what that means? Yeah, so the, the tool itself is quite elegant um, and, and pretty easy to use. When we talk about multi-factor, we're talking about um, combinations of, of a handful of things. One is something you know, like a username and password. Another part of the multi-factor would be something that you have, like a cell phone or a fob that generates a, a rotating number. And then the other would be uh, something that you are, a biometric, a retina scan, fingerprint. Um, even the, the gait of your walk or how you type uh, can be measured and, and is unique to the individual. So the product that we're deploying is called Duo, and it will leverage something you know, which is username and password, and something you have, uh, your cell phone. And basically, it's as simple as typing in your username and password when prompted. Then what will happen is you'll hit enter or you'll type push, and you'll get a ring on your cell phone or the app that you have installed will fire up. And you'll simply be able to say, yes, that was me. I'm, I'm currently trying to access my account. And you'll be in just like normal. And there are other options so that that's not the only way to access. But um, it's really an elegant way. And you're probably seeing this a lot in the personal side of your life uh, with your banks and your Amazon accounts and, and those things as well. So it's really just a, the next evolution of security for, for um, OHSU. 
And what's the best advice each of you can give members of the OHSU community to help protect not only their OHSU email accounts from phishing, but also their personal email accounts? Lower your standards for trust and online communication. Be very skeptical, even if you err on the side of being too skeptical. Yeah, and I'd say um, given the current technologies that we have um, on your personal life, um, I would definitely seek out those platforms that do use the multi-factor authentication, the MFA. Typically, when you go to a website, they'll ask you to answer security questions that then can be validated by you. With the wealth of information in the Equifax breach, those security questions are probably vulnerable now or very, very likely to be vulnerable. So you need to think about having false answers that only you know that answer those questions. So for instance, what type of car do you currently drive? They're going to pull that from your mm -hmm. credit information because you have one financed. If you drive a Volvo, report that you have a, Honda, a Hyundai or something like that. And that way, uh, it's just one less way they can get in. Or if you drive a Volvo, have your answer be green. Mm. Green, yes. It can be something very simple like that. That's perfect. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. OHSU Week is a production of Strategic Communications. This episode was produced and edited by Josh Anderson. I'm Patrick Holmes. See you next week.